Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We're still waiting. Uh, WBEN, our sister station in Buffalo, is doing some tremendous coverage of this. But right now, they're as limited as we are by statements that are coming out from the from the agencies, the FBI and the ATF, that have been responding so far. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, In the meantime, moving on here for a couple of minutes, uh, today marks 60 years since the death of JFK. Yeah, November 22nd, 1963. I mean, one of those dates like uh, December 7th, 1941, that's just burned into the memories of Americans, even those of us who are far too young to have been there at the time. You just know the date, you know what happened, and it was one of those dates where life changed dramatically in America, and we had to, I mean, I, I, I can remember growing up, hearing that date when we were a lot closer to it, referred to as a, a coming-of-age moment for the United States, that, that we had to, we were forced to grow up on that day and realize that, uh, that one man could, one man that nobody really paid very much attention to at all, could change matters that dramatically. We thought of the, the, the presidency as being, and I'm going to use the word bulletproof advisedly. I mean that in all of the different connotations of that word, that it was that, that somebody, even though we had had presidential assassinations before uh, and presidential assassination attempts before McKinley and Lincoln and uh, Teddy Roosevelt, there was an attempted assassination on him. So we had been through that before, but there was something different about uh, about the Kennedy assassination in that. It was, I mean, he was the youngest man ever elected president. And there was this this feeling that, uh, you know, coming out of the World War II era, coming out of out of the Korean War era, and, and coming out of the 1950s, uh, which in many ways is a very repressive time, into the 60s where things were beginning to open up just a little bit and that there was this this new dawning of uh, an age, I mean, the, the Camelot thing, and this age where we were making some of the changes that so desperately needed to be made in this country, and then all of a sudden, one gunman with one bullet, well, three shots, but one bullet especially, that changed the course of history. That was as dramatic a moment as we had been through. Our boss, Alan First, put a piece together that we'll play for you now. America was preparing for Thanksgiving just a week away. This happy holiday will be just a little better this year. Then, shock. Three shots reportedly were fired at the motorcade of President Kennedy today. Trying to see Mrs. Kennedy's pink suit. There's a Secret Service man spread eagle over the top of the car. At school, teachers were crying. The principal sent us home early. Mom had been watching as the world turns when the news broke. Here is a bulletin from CBS News. 
In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. The first reports say that President Kennedy has been seriously wounded by this shooting. Word spread quickly. You could tell it the way the cars suddenly pulled over to the curb, the radios blaring. The first shot rang out, and I was positive when I saw the look on his face and saw him grab his chest and saw the reaction of his wife that he had been shot. Soon, the worst was confirmed. The president, ladies and gentlemen, is dead at Parkland Hospital in Dallas. Those four days are like a blur. First Kennedy, then LBJ became president. The shock of Oswald being shot on live TV. There is Leon. He's been shot. He's been shot. The funeral with a riderless horse and young John Jr. saluting his dad, the president. The cortege moving slowly and mournfully up Pennsylvania Avenue. To this point, News coverage was somewhat limited on TV. This is the CBS Evening News with Walter Cronkite. CBS had only recently expanded the evening news to 30 minutes. JFK's assassination was the first live breaking news coverage on TV. Dan Rather on what it meant. Television news had not reached parity, with, certainly not with print, and for that matter, not even with radio news, in terms of its credibility. And the four dark days in Dallas changed that. Much like 9-11, instead of dividing us, media brought the country together. Television in that period, not just for news, but because it was a news story, became a kind of national hearth. The year ended with a country united in sorrow. Then 79 days later, TV and radio brought us together again on a brighter note. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles! Close your eyes and I'll kiss you. The JFK story, for the first time, gave Americans a front-row seat to history as it happened. It was a crash course in covering big stories like Kennedy's dream of a man on the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Four days, 60 years ago, that changed so many things. Alan First, News 98.1, KMBZ. And thanks again to Alan for putting that together for no us. Um, so um, for those of us that are maybe on the on the younger end of this, that uh, did only hear about it from our parents, a couple things that come up a lot is, and text line's already going off on this, but it's the what really happened <laughs> theories uh, that have not died. Yeah. That this many years later still persist about well what you know what what really happened and what's classified and what do we really know and you know what they all have in common that there's not a single shred of evidence to support any of them well now you're just baiting the text line now I, now you know i go, just you know. i i'm sorry it's childish it, it's just so completely childish to go oh it was really the catholic church it was really the fbi it was really the cia no 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 it was really oswald we know it was Oswald. We knew it was Oswald that day, and we've known ever since. So, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm as surprised as you are, frankly. And, and what really gets to me about the conspiracy theorists are, is not all of the, the whack job stuff that they try to throw into the mix that isn't evidence. It's the evidence that they ignore. Oswald shot a cop when they tried to arrest him. He shot a cop. Is that the action of an innocent man? And how would he know, by the way, if he was in a movie theater watching a movie, 
how would he know the assassination happened and that they were after him trying to make him a patsy? It None of it makes any sense. Yeah. Um, and the impact, I'm just thinking about like, what do I, um, other than the assassination, what stands out about him and the space geek in me, it's the race to the moon. You know, it's, it's that, that announcement yeah. from him and JFK Jr. You know, and, and his, Sure. Watching him then after and then his death being as awful as it was. And so. Yeah. I, well, the entire family. I mean, you look at yeah. the just the awful things that happened to them over time, going all the way back to World War II and one of them who didn't make it out. Uh, so and, and the fact that JFK himself almost didn't the PT 109 thing. I mean, he came very, very close to dying. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, going all the way through, you can't mention the Kennedy clan without also mentioning Teddy and Chappaquiddick and all the rest of it. Uh, and Bobby being assassinated four years after JFK was almost five years after JFK was, um, yeah, it, it, it seemed for a long time, like they were just snake bit. Yeah. Um, I hate to open this up to phones, but if, I guess if you have thoughts, I think we're agreed though. I don't think we want to talk out conspiracy theories. I think that's not of interest. No. Well, you go ahead. I, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I really have no interest <laughs> in it. I've heard them all, and they're all crock. It's a crock. I mean, it, it sells a lot of books, but there's, again, I mean, they're, they're based on the House of Cards. It, it's the what if thing, uh, and there's no evidence that anybody else was involved at all other than Oswald. There just isn't. Yeah. If you have thoughts. Feel free. Um, or just memories. I, I, I'm more interested in how you heard if you were if you were alive then, if you were a kid then. You know, for a lot of us, that's our 9-11. You know, for a lot, the, the big thing and the big things that you remember where you were at that point, if you happen to be there, then um, can certainly take those comments. And again, we continue to uh, follow events out of New York here. We're going to take a break. I'm abandoning you. Yeah, you're taking this you're point. Gonna, you're going you're to make me get the conspiracy theorists all riled up and then leave. Okay. Team up and then I you see, can have them. I see how you are. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll, we've got a whole bunch planned. Uh, as you mentioned, we've got a, an interview from earlier this week that uh, that we did with a tremendous artist by the name of Passenger, uh, who is going to join us at the bottom of the hour to do some talking about a re-release of an album, that, the one that, that sort of put him on the map. Uh, and they've gone through and redone everything. So that's coming up. And we've got some other things we're going to get into as well. And you have some traveling to do. I do. I'll be out for a bit. I'll be back soon. Uh, be nice to John. And everybody have a really good Thanksgiving. <laughs> we'll talk soon here on KMBZ. 98.1 KMBZ. John Grayson here with you. Jamie has taken off, taken her leave just a few minutes early. Uh, and as we mentioned to you, we got a special guest joining us at the bottom of the hour. We're going to go back into music because, well, it's where I like to be. <laughs> Especially this guy's music. If you're not that familiar with Passenger, you maybe, maybe you know the song Let Her Go, but maybe not much beyond that. Uh, that song came off of an album called All the Little Lights. And uh, I mean, it's just it's it's one of those albums that, to my mind, and to my ear, ever since the first time I heard it, it's been out now for 10 years. Um, and this is why they, they went back and redid and brought in guest stars and things to, to do a brand new edition of All the Little Lights, including a version of Let Her Go with Ed Sheeran. Uh, so we'll get into that with Passenger after just a little bit, is that it is one of the absolute perfect road trip albums. It's one of those things that, especially if you're driving... Like, I mean, if you're driving between here and Denver and you've got, what is that, like an eight-hour, nine-hour drive, something like that, 
So you hit the road and you've got nothing but Kansas, like the entire way. It's just corn and flat and and occasionally sunflowers and then more corn and then more flat. And putting out an album like that, that it's so visually evocative. I mean, it's one of those albums that it's very kind of almost cinematic in the way that it's presented. And it's just got such a, an easy sort of groove to it, a nice feel to it that it's the perfect thing to put on for something like that and just hit the cruise control and pop in all the little lights and just go. So very excited about that. Passenger will be here with us after the bottom of the hour. A couple of things to get to in between now and then, though. And I love science stories that come out, and you look at them and go, somebody got a grant for that, didn't they? Like somebody got money from some government agency to go do what they just did, especially when it has the phrase in the article, as detailed in a yet-to-be-peer-reviewed preprint, <laughs> which means nobody's ever even had a chance to look at this thing and look it over and take shots at it. Peer review is, is a very common thing in the science world where you come up with an idea and, and the evidence that you have to support your idea and you put it out in front of every other scientist that's in your field, and then they go after you with knives out because none of them wants to be wrong. So they try to tear you apart, and then if your theory or if your hypothesis survives that and, and you can get through peer review with everybody trying to knock your theory over and it still stands up, despite their best efforts, that's when you have something that tends to be a little bit more long-lived. So this hasn't even gone through that process yet. But what these guys say they did at a, uh, a research firm in Japan is that they've used artificial intelligence. <laughs> I, I can already feel your eyes rolling. They've used AI to develop a system capable of interpreting the language of chickens. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know. All right. Yeah, here I am talking about how the Kennedy conspiracists are all wackos. And these guys are saying that you can translate chicken into Japanese and presumably any other human language. They say that so far, their system has been able to interpret various emotional states in chickens. So it's not like a word for word translation. It's not like the Swedish chef with the chickens going burk, burk, and him going, oh, that's very interesting. No, it's not quite that. They said they can listen to the clucking of chickens and determine their emotional states, including hunger, fear, anger, contentment. What does a content chicken sound like? My dinner? <laughs> yeah, right. It sounds delicious. That's how it sounds. Uh, excitement and distress by using... So that means that distress and fear are distinguishable from each other by using a cutting AI a cutting edge AI technique called deep emotional analysis learning. Now what this means, you think about the implications of this. If we can figure out how a chicken is feeling, uh, okay, yeah, I, I'm done. I have I have nothing to I, I can't finish that sentence. There is nothing good that that does for humanity. That advances us not one whit, okay? Uh, we've figured out how to know what the chickens are thinking. Good. That, that's that's fantastic. Um, what are you going to do for an encore? Gargle peanut butter? Uh, they said at least that's the theory. And no, uh, according to the bite, you are not alone in uh, 
in having some doubts about the chicken translating AI's ability to bring us closer to poultry and their many needs. Now, again, I may be going out on a limb here, <laughs> but uh, determining the emotional needs of a chicken seems like it would be a pretty short list. Like, is there a fox around? No. Okay. Uh, have the chickens been fed recently? Yes. Okay. All right. Um, is there any other reason why the chicken should be under some kind of stress? No, no. The, the chicken should be fine. Okay. I'm going to go with the chickens are fine then. Jim and Topeka may have a different idea about this. We'll find out right now. Hello, Jim. Hello there. <laughs> this is ancient and antique technology of about 30 years ago. They discovered what was called a barking bird. <laughs> because when a bird would, yes, I know it sounds outrageous, but when this bird was threatened, it would make a loud, sharp sound. Uh-huh. And then they took it into how that sounds are when you go up, when it goes straight out, or when it goes down. Because you can form uh, the question of, is it a question? Is it talking between or is it a demand? And when the thing went went on um, certain ways, they learned that it was a demand that they were making or it was a question they were making. Okay. So some of this is already settled science on how to interpret sounds from animals, but, but, which is, sounds completely irrelevant and, and, and beyond tinfoil hat and an optional lightning rod attachment. <laughs> right. Well, but see, the thing is, okay, so if, if, I can, if I'm able to determine that the chicken is asking me a question, how does that do me any good unless I know what the question is? Well, you never do. You simply have to guess, well, like you do with most animals. But they'll, they'll keep telling you, there's something here, there's something here, there's something here. So you have to continually guess to what that is. So there's no real words with it. You get the three basic commands. Gotcha. Either, so that's that, but but it falls under the category of, and where you find it is, is barking bird. Barking bird. I, I will check into that. And right now, see, what I'm able to do, Jim, uh, is I can tell from my dog's bark whether she is saying one of two things. She's either saying, I want steak, or you're a jerk. That's Those are the only two, two things that she ever says to me. And I know the difference between the two barks. So I feel like I should write a research paper and get a grant. Well, it's 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 been done. It's been it's been shown. It's been what have you? So this is this is a ancient and antique. They're only re replowing ground that's already been out there. I love it, Jim. Take care, my friend. You do the same. Happy Thanksgiving, my friend. Thank you for getting in on the program. We'll take a brief time out on that. We've got the bottom of the hour, and then Passenger joins us for a little discussion. We've got some uh, some stories we'll tell you before the top of the hour as well, and we'll keep you updated with what's going on at the border crossing between Buffalo and Niagara Falls or rather between Niagara Falls and Niagara Falls, uh, post-explosion at the Rainbow Bridge a little bit earlier today. We'll see if we can get any updates on that in just a few as well. Stay with us on 98.1 KMBZ. But you only need the light when it's burning low. Only miss the sun when it starts to snow. Only know you love her when you let it go. 98.1 KMBZ, John Grayson here with you and very, very pleased to bring in our next guest on the broadcast. He has given us so much great music over the years, including one of my favorite road trip albums of all time, which it's hard to believe now is 10 years old and is getting a brand new treatment from Passenger. Passenger, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for being with us. It's a real pleasure, man. How are you doing? 
Absolutely great. And I want to go right into all the little lights because, as I said, I mean, there is nothing better to me than being on a long drive and popping in, you know, popping in that CD, like like it's a CD, you know, bringing it up on the phone and just having it play through the speakers. There's something about that. I mean, the, the whole album is so beautifully put together. Why did you decide to go back into this one and say, OK, let's see if we can retreat some of these songs? Thank you, man. Um, yeah, I, it's it's an album that that completely changed my life and you know the trajectory of my career. I, I was a busker before that that album dropped, and you know up until that point, I was just kind of playing in pubs and you know playing to not very many people in pubs. Most <laughs> and that album, yeah, came out, and I had no idea that it was going to do what it did, and it obviously let her go, being the the super crazy mega hit. Um, so I think 10 years on, uh, you know, I just wanted to celebrate it. I wanted to celebrate that moment in time, that group of songs. So, yeah, we re-recorded the whole thing from scratch and uh, we're lucky enough to bring in four really special guests. And uh, yeah, I'm so proud of it, man. Right. So let's go right into that because you just gave me about five different directions that I wanted to go off into. But let's start with Ed Sheeran and and bring in Let Her Go Back. Uh, and the two of you, I mean, long history. In fact, on that album, you opened for him out on tour, right? That's right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I met Ed when he was about 16 uh, and we were playing on the same bill. Um, sorry, my cat's just turned up. Um, <laughs> playing on the same night in Cambridge uh, a long, long time ago. And we've been friends ever since. And, you know, we played a lot of shows together here in the UK. And then he was very generous, you know, when, when things started going really well for him, he took me out as his opening act. Um, and he had a massive part to play in, in that song success the first time around. So it just felt like a really lovely full circle moment to, to have him come and do out on the, on the new one. Only know you've been high when you're feeling low. Only hate the road when you're missing home. Only know you love her when you yeah, and it sounds just beautiful. I mean, the two of you together, obviously, is, it's going to sound great. But the other thing that I wonder about that is something I've wondered about a lot of bands that I really admire and a lot of songs that have made careers like Let Her Go did, which is, okay, so you're writing an album and you finish that song. I mean, when you finish a song like that, do you know that song is an amazing piece of work? I think it's really hard to answer that question now because... <laughs> It's been such a, it was such a, with Let Her Go specifically, it was such a long time ago. And honestly, no, like when I wrote it, I wrote it in under an hour. And wow. I liked it. I knew that it was catchy. I knew that it had something and I was excited by it, but I'd been excited by songs before that had never done anything. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, and I kind of nailed my flag to the mast on other songs that had <laughs> definitely never really seen the light of day. So I'd, I think I kind of stopped thinking in those terms. I just, I just needed to love it myself and just yeah. needed to kind of like be proud of the song. But, you know, you can hear in the original recording, we didn't, we didn't record that song thinking, Oh, this is going to be a radio hit. You know, we left that ridiculous like gap at the end before yeah. that. Let her go like that. It's like, a, it takes about three weeks before I actually sing the last. <laughs> and like everyone involved in radio across the world has kind of told me off for doing that. So, yeah, you know, time we just had no idea I'd, I'd never had a song on the radio so i i certainly never thought that it could be a commercial hit um whether i thought that it was a song that would connect with people i hope i hope all of my songs will connect and on some level so 
Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's a great question of an, an interesting answer. Yeah. Thank you for that. And, and I hope this doesn't go too far into the, you know, where does the heart of a poet come from kind of a question, but your lyrics to me are so evocative. And I mean, it's obvious you read a lot when you were a kid, because I mean, you can hear the literary references coming in. And, and I wonder because your songs are so lyrically full. I mean, there's a lot of words and a lot of what you sing that, you know, is, is it all that, is it all coming from your experience combined with things that you've read in places you've been? Because I mean, the fact that your songs have been used in movies and on commercials and things like that means I'm not the only one who sees pictures in my head when yeah. I hear your music. Yeah, I think that's right. I think I, they've always been very visual. I think I, I definitely try and you know paint a picture with with lyrics and with words um i i don't know man like I, yeah i read a fair bit my my mum you know was a was an english teacher and she she's she's brilliant with words she's got an amazing sense of language um so yeah i don't know i but but then i don't really understand where it comes from i think i think it's uh you know my dad's definitely the musical one i think my mum comes comes with the words so I think an amalgamation of the two and yeah you're right you're you're right it's it's things i've read it's places i've been experiences i've had and it all just kind of percolates around in my weird little brain until it pours itself out in song form you know it's a yeah it's a strange process i'll i'll never truly understand it i don't think but uh i feel lucky to to be able to do it Oh, definitely. Well, and let's go into the busking thing, too, because that, again, I've, I've got friends who have found some musical success after, you know, a career out there. One of them in the Tokyo subways of all places, you know, sitting there with a friend of his playing music and, you know, they, yeah. they, they became a big thing later on. But that, too, I mean, now you stand in front of a stadium full of people with an acoustic guitar strapped around your neck. In those days, you were wherever you could go out and play. And I love the idea. I, I, I love buskers and I always stop. And and at least listen to a little bit of what they have to say. But you've got so many people that are on their way somewhere, and they just walk right by you. I mean, describe that that process of learning, not only how to do that and not take it personally, but then you know the change from that to where you are now. I could talk about busking for hours. It, it, that's, <laughs> I won't. Don't worry, I won't. <laughs> yeah, it was such an amazing learning experience. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. For me, not just musically, but just taught me how to be a person, taught me how to be a decent 
human you know you busking you're, you're standing in the middle of town centers for hours on end and you have so many weird and wonderful interactions with people you know some of them really positive some of them kind of like aggressive and, and violent and you get the whole spectrum of you know society and because you're kind of standing there singing your songs for free it's almost like I don't know it's almost like there aren't the normal boundaries um so and that's that can be a really positive thing it can kind of be a scary thing as well but it taught me a lot about being a person but musically as well you're right like if you can if you can stand on the street and you can play your songs and not get heartbroken by people walking past you because they just want to go and get a sandwich uh if you can do that and if you can in fact cultivate a a crowd of people if you can if you can engage them if you can grab them if if you can sell them a cd if you can you know make an impact then man you can do that at any gig in the world you know when you finally get to this situation where you're playing in front of people who actually want to be there yeah it's it's relatively easier uh not to say it's easy at all but it's at least you've got that at least they kind of want to be there so yeah it taught me an awful lot man i'm very grateful for 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 that time in my life Passenger is here with us, and all the little lights again, getting a retreatment after 10 years uh, on the uh, on the shelves. And the, the new versions of these songs are just absolutely brilliant. I want to have you talk to us a little bit about the package. I also love the fact that sitting behind, behind you on the wall are all the little lights. I think that's that's a nice touch. I didn't I didn't really think about it, but now that you mention it, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it looks it looks like it was really purposeful. So that, it's, we'll it's a great that. visual. Yeah, definitely. So tell us what's in the new package because I know there's a vinyl release as part of this as well. There's all kinds of special items that people can get if they want. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a, a deluxe album. You can get that on vinyl and CD as well. Um, so one disc has the the full record with the band and everything else, and the second disc just has more acoustic, stripped back versions of the songs. I always write my songs on on an acoustic guitar, usually at my kitchen table. So I kind of wanted to give that that version to people, the purists. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's there's t-shirts and jumpers and tote bags and goodness knows what else. But yeah, it's all on my website, which is <laughs> passivemusic.com. Um, but yeah, and for, for those of those people who, who prefer, you know, digital, it's uh, available to stream and download in all the usual spots as well. Definitely. And again, Passenger here with us. You also are in a kind of interesting company because I think the only two artists that I know of that took the name of their former band as their moniker are you and Alice Cooper. So uh, I, I don't know anybody else who's done that. And I just I wonder what the name meant to you when you formed the band Passenger and why you decided to keep it as a solo artist. What does it mean? That's really good trivia, by the way. I appreciate that. And I, I think probably the only time me and Alice Cooper will ever be grouped <laughs> in, in, in a pair like yeah. that. Um, I, yeah, Passenger was the name of the band. I mean, we we were really struggling for a band name. It's a really tough thing to come up with to please four or five people and sum up your music with one or two words. It's It's a tough thing to do. And I wrote a song called Passenger and we were like, hang on a minute, that's that's really good. That really works for the band name. It didn't mean an awful lot to us at the moment, at the time. It was just like, we need to be called something. Yeah. So we, we went with that and then and then the band broke up and I went solo and I, and I didn't really know what I was doing. There was no master plan. I was like, well, I might put a band back together. I might carry on being solo. Best to just keep Passenger for now, just so I don't confuse the 16 fans I've already amassed. Um, <laughs> 
it wasn't really like a, a, a hugely conscious decision. It was just like, well, I don't want to be called Mike Rosenberg because I just think there's so many, you know, male singer songwriters out there that use their names already. Sure. So it was, just, it was just that thing of like, you know what, I just keep on calling it Passenger. And I'm so glad I did, man, because I think over the years, I really grew into it. I think the fact that I traveled so much, the way that I write, the way that I see the world, I actually think one word to sum up what I do, it kind of really works. So I think it was a happy accident, like so many other things in life. That's beautiful. Well, they, they, there is one other thing that I wanted to talk to you about, and only because they've got a game coming up in a couple of weeks. My Wolves are taking on Arsenal, and I, I know who you're going to be rooting for in that game. <laughs> I, I hope you don't mind that, <laughs> That uh, you know, I've, I've had a special spot in my heart for Wolverhampton for a long time. How come? Time. Are your family from there? or are you? Yes, uh, nearby, nearby, okay. a long, long time ago. So I figured, okay, that's as close to Berkby as you can get. Man, I love that. I, I appreciate anybody who supports like one of the not six top teams. So yeah, right. I always love that. Uh, Wolves are great and they're, they're doing really well this season. I really, I really like what they're doing. Everybody sort of feared the worst for them at the beginning of the season. So they're doing yeah. really well. Um, I mean, obviously I'll be supporting Arsenal that day and I hope we uh, come away with a win. But yeah, I wish you luck, man. I think I think you've got every every reason to be positive. I think at the moment, good deal. All right. Well, I know we're going to get destroyed in that game, but it's okay. And you know, the conversation has just been fantastic. I knew it would be. We're going to send folks to the website again to get all of the information about the the brand new release of all the little lights. Tell us where to where to go one more time. It's a it's passengermusic.com. And actually, the best thing anybody could do if they wanted to help uh, is to go and check out the YouTube video of of let her go featuring ed sheeran and share it with your friends share it with your family and and we'll get it get it going around outstanding well passenger thanks again so much for being here it was great talking to you and uh, we hoping you make another tour of the united states we'll get to uh, say hi in person sounds great man thanks so much for your time you got to take care there's plenty more to come john grayson here with you on 98.1 kmbz going out when i lied to my mother said the cigarette she found was not mine Just a few minutes ago before we hand you off to Dana and Parks to take you through the rest of your Thanksgiving Wednesday or Thanksgiving Eve broadcast day. Before we do, though, a couple of things to get you updated on. Uh, and believe it or not, some more breaking news. Can, can we just, by the way, have a No, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting a head shake. At him. Blame, no. blame Jamie. She's the one that said it was a slow news day. Yeah, no kidding. We were all kind of hoping that it would be day before a holiday, day before a long holiday weekend that everybody would just chill out. And then an explosion happened at the Rainbow Bridge, which is the bridge that goes from Niagara Falls, New York, into Niagara Falls, Ontario, uh, right near the falls themselves. And it's it's one of the main arteries from Buffalo area into Canada. It happened the other way around, though. The vehicle, the suspect vehicle that exploded was coming from the Canada side. And according to reports coming out of WBEN and WKBW in New York, that truck uh, or that vehicle, rather, I shouldn't even call it a truck. That's not been confirmed, made its way onto the Rainbow Bridge from the Canada side. Now, th to explain these the, the border crossings and how those things work. When you get on from the American side, there is no checkpoint there. You go over the bridge into Canada, that's when you hit the checkpoint. Equally so, from the Canada side, you drive across the bridge, and then once you're over, you get to the checkpoint. If they find any reason not to let you in, they just reroute you back over the bridge into Canada, and, and they, you become their problem at that point. So this vehicle allegedly 
went over the center line, went through a fence, got onto the bridge, sped over the bridge, sped directly into one of the checkpoint buildings and blew up. That's really all we know, except now what we had reported to you just before the bottom of the hour, uh, actually just before quarter past the hour, has now been confirmed by law enforcement sources that the two people who were inside that vehicle when it went over the Rainbow Bridge were killed in that explosion. Aside from that, there's not a lot that's known about who they are, what their intent was. If any of that is known to authorities, they have not released it yet. But at present, all four major border crossings from western New York that go all the way from, as we said earlier, from the western edge of uh, Lake Ontario all the way down into the city of Buffalo and the eastern edge of Lake Erie, all four of those arteries have now been closed till further notice and no traffic is moving either way either into Canada or into Western New York from the Canada side. So that investigation goes on. Uh, We'll continue to watch the news and listen to the news over the course of the next few hours. And, of course, you'll hear an update, uh, we're sure, at the top of the hour from ABC News. So stick around for that. Also, a curious bit of news out of the entertainment industry. Oh, before we get to that, uh, there has also been a report, a late-breaking report, of shots fired in Washington, D.C., between a parks, uh, a, a U.S. Parks employee and a, a suspect uh, near the White House. But, I mean, when I say near the White House, we're talking blocks away. So it was not close enough to the White House grounds to even see it from there. But within about an eight-block walk, four one way and four the other, um, in the area of M Street, there was some kind of an altercation that took place. Again, details on that very, very scant at this point. And we're waiting to hear more about that and about who may have been either injured or killed, if anyone was, in that incident. So we'll get an update for you on that uh, fairly soon as well. And we mentioned this to you. We'll just kind of close with this, that a lawsuit has now been filed, although, and stop me if you've heard this before, not a lot of details about this. Daryl Hall of Hall & Oates is suing John Oates of Hall & Oates. Why? Don't know. It's been sealed. The lawsuit for the moment has been sealed, but there is also word, according to TMZ, that Daryl Hall, in addition to filing a lawsuit against John Oates, has also filed a restraining order against him. So apparently things between Hall and Oates are not as rosy as they once were. There is speculation this may have to do with rights and who can perform what songs live, But that's not been confirmed. We'll keep an eye on it. Have a great Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you early next week. Dana and Parks up next on 98.1 KMBZ. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.